how should you plan for when your home becomes too small or when the next one gets too big? At Sandy Spring Bank, we're here to help create personalized solutions for financing your home loan. Whether it's a new home or refinance, renovation or addition, fixer-upper or new build. Banking is a conversation. Let's talk about your mortgage. Visit sandyspringbank.com mortgage. Mortgage, home equity, and other credit products offered by Sandy Spring Bank, equal housing lender. Instant analysis here on the Blue Shirts Breakaway. It is officially 10.50 East Coast time in New York and also happens to be 10.50 in New Jersey. I have Greg with me and also my dear friend Jeff. Or Jeffy! Jeff, say hello. Hello. Dude, we traded with the Devils. We did it. First time ever, first, right? first time in history. The last time the Rangers traded with this franchise, they were in Colorado. You guys were in Colorado? Man, I don't know anything. Oh, oh yeah, we, we were the Rockies, and then we were the Kansas City Scouts before that. Oh, hilarious. Anyway, uh, Michael Grabner is now officially a devil for a second-round pick and a prospect named Igor Rykov. Is that, is that correct? Yes, that is correct. So I heard that you know so much about Igor Rykov, right? Uh, yeah, like I'm pretty much wrote the book on him. Yeah, so, so <laughs> all right, so Jeff, so give me the down low on Igor. Um, so I basically know nothing. Nice. And other than that, if you said his name, that I would know he was a Devils prospect. I mean, I've seen him in, uh, there's a few guys that do prospect updates on the Devils subreddit. Uh, they seem to be a little bit upset about this trade that we gave up a little too much. I know there was talk of him maybe not coming over from Russia, but who knows what's going to happen. I'm not really too upset about losing him considering other defensive prospects that we have, but Seems like a good piece for you guys in a, you know, low-risk, high-reward type thing, maybe. Yeah, I would say uh, prospect guy I trust, a guy by the name of Josh uh, Kalfin, who's very big, scouting the European League, scouting the major junior leagues or junior senior, whatever the fuck they're called in Canada, those leagues. Yeah, junior senior uh, leagues. There you go. His exact tweet is, Igor Rykov is a really good defenseman to add. Two-way defenseman, he can skate and does play with an edge. This was certainly unexpected, but I'm really happy if Rykov continues to develop. And it's also important to note that he currently plays for SKA. That's the same team Igor Shestorkin plays for, same team Pavel Buchnevich used to play for. So there are a lot of Ranger connections with SKA. Not to say if the fear was he might not be coming over to play for the Devils. I'm not saying it's a guarantee that he'll now come over eventually to play for the Rangers, but there are certainly Ranger ties with that program out in Russia. So I, I I would be less concerned about that as a Ranger fan. Another piece for Kovalchuk, right? That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, it, it does seem like... have Kobe. more Russians that A.V. won't play. <laughs> well, it's, it, it's, it's fine. A.V.'s not going to be our coach by the time this guy comes over. If he is, I'll have more issues than that. Yeah, we'll have a lot uh, to say. Ryan, I'm curious. What was your expected return for Grabner? So, you know, think, you know, it's funny it, you, you mentioned this. I, yeah. I was thinking about this last year, and I... I definitively remember talking on this podcast about, man, I'm kind of mad we didn't trade Grabner. His value is at his highest now during the last trade deadline. We didn't trade him. Um, This was more than I expected. Now, two weeks ago, I thought we'd have to pay to get rid of Nick Holden and we got a third rounder. So take, take it what it is. But we traded We got a second rounder and a defensive prospect with some upside. That is a good return in my book here. Yeah, and Jeff, I, I think the thing that I kind of like, I look, 
I, I think it's a fool's errand to try and we've known about this trade for 10 minutes. There's no point in trying to evaluate winners and losers after 10 minutes of this deal. The guy's 19. We have no idea what Rykov's going to be. And we don't have any idea who the Rangers are going to take in the second round. But I, were you expecting, one, the Devils to be in play for Grabner, and two, to give up a second-round pick and a prospect to get someone like Grabner? Um, I, I definitely did not think that they were in play for Grabner. And I don't think a lot of people thought they were even – uh, even still, because I, I heard they kind of got in the race a little bit late. Seems like the Rykov uh, prospect with the connections that you said to the Rangers probably put the Devils over the top. Um, I think it's a little bit too much to give up just because I don't think our ceiling is that high this season. Like, we're we're not going to contend for a cup. So what is Grabner doing except maybe solidifying a playoff spot? Maybe they're hopeful that they could resign him. You know, he might not even have to move. He could just have a different commute each day. Um, so it's it's not something that I expected, but it's definitely something that's going to make the team better. And like you said about winners and losers, it makes sense for both teams at this time right now. Like the Devils, you know, how many second-round draft picks really pan out in the near future? Devils are looking for a little bit of a quicker rebuild than the Rangers are. I'm not too upset about it. It is more than I expected to give up. Um, but we're not changing the makeup of this team. We're not losing any players that have kind of fallen in love with this season. Um, so I'll be happy to have him, and I hope that he scores a ton of empty net goals. That's like all he does. It's like his one true talent. He's it's... pretty good on the PK, though, too. Yeah, it's speed and yeah. empty net goals. I'm, I'm with it. I'm with it. I'm yeah, happy. I think we, moves... do we have like three empty net goals. I'm happy for you guys, to be honest. I like Michael Grabner a lot. He's a great player. Who moves down in the lineup for Grabner in your mind? Um, well, we're kind of thin right now. I would probably say Nason or Wood would drop down to the fourth line. Yeah, Wood would drop uh, down. Oh, he totally would. One of my favorite things, I text <laughs> this to Greg sometimes, is Cantalosi when calling the games will like, somebody will have a pass into the zone, and instead of saying, oh, he passed it to somebody, he'll be like, he's got so-and-so, like open down on the side. Oh, he's got and Wood. he'll just say, he's got Wood, and it just, it gets me every time. That's, <laughs> it's, that's undeniably good. That and Danico and Salvador are always referring to the power play as the PP. Literally every time. <laughs> We're on we the are... PP. Yeah, they uh... actually say that. Salvador said it like three times in the span of two For real? Today, and it was phenomenal. If Sam Rosen ever said, We're on the PP, I would ex- <laughs> I, I'd explode. I don't know what I would do. I'll try and catch a replay. I'll send you guys a clip. Oh, that'd be great. I really, I, I got to say, and. There, we all do it, right? And we're not immune to it either. Ryan and I have irrationally reacted to something, right, as soon as it happens. But it does warm my heart that I just spent the last five to ten minutes on Rangers Twitter trying to figure out who this kid is. And guys are giving definitive statements about a trade like this as soon as it happens. It warms my heart to hear that you, Jeff, the biggest Devils fan I know, is a little disappointed with the, uh, the price paid by the New Jersey Devils. I mean, and this is just my immediate reaction. I just, I just didn't think that uh, Grabner was going to go for more than like a second rounder or maybe like a second and a fourth or something like that. I didn't think prospects were going to be part of his his price. Um, but if that's what it takes to, to get a guy like Grabner, that can be an instant injection of offense into a somewhat uh, middling devil's offense recently. I think Brat hasn't scored a goal in almost like a month. Um, so we are, we are hurting for a little bit of firepower, 
Um, and I think his speed can definitely open up the ice to a team that's already really, really fucking fast. Um, and I can honestly, it's, it's a distinct possibility he might be on the first line alongside Heischer and Hall. Hmm. I don't see that out of the realm of possibility. It's a spot he, that him and Brat Hall together would be quite the combination. That line is already super fast. It was faster with Brat instead of Paul Mary, uh, but Paul Mary just kind of fit in there because it's it's the only thing that's kind of worked uh, since Brat's been in a little bit of a slump. But I could easily see Paul Mary shifting down to the second and just having a line full of just outright speed on the top line. Do you think Grabner changes your outlook for what the Devils could possibly do in the playoffs this year? Or is this kind of a, it's going to help, but not necessarily put us over the top? I mean, it's definitely not going to hurt. It's it's always good to have a little bit of a veteran presence, somebody who's been there. I mean, this is a Devils team. Taylor Hall's never played in the playoff game. We have four rookies on the squad this year. The team hasn't been to the playoffs since 2012. Um, so, you know, why not have somebody in there that's already been there before um, and as recently as last season? I can see that. That makes sense to me. How, um, Phillipson on the, we haven't talked to you in a minute. I mean, we saw you at the meetup and all that good stuff, but we haven't talked on the podcast with you. Taylor Hall, legitimate chance at the Hart Trophy in your mind? I mean, if he keeps scoring points every game, tonight he went for 20 straight uh, games with a point. That's so stupid. It's it's unbelievable. I mean, he did it. Thank God he did it in the first period instead of forcing overtime the other night to get it uh, then. But he he's just been unbelievable. He's he's really the only thing that we have going for us consistently. I mean, Nico shows up here and there, and he's he had a bit a little, little bit of a hot streak recently. He was named first star of the week, but um, from top to bottom, there's not really a second guy like him. Like even Paul Mary, he he plays well every game. Um, but he, he was injured for a while and hasn't really put up the goals that he has in years past. Pavel Zaka is somebody that came on recently, but there's never anybody other than Hall who's like, I'm really confident that this guy, you know, will make an impact on this game tonight. Um, so, you know, I, I forget what the rest of the question was. I, I was it was just, it does, did he have a shot at the heart? And by the sounds of it, that's pretty emphatic, yes. He should definitely be considered. Yeah, that, that this is something, Ryan, and I know you and I have talked about this before. MVP-type awards, it's weird to be like, oh, well, the team needs to make the playoffs in order for him to win it. But I don't know, something about, in my mind, there are very few circumstances where a guy can truly be MVP if his team is not a playoff team. I'm, I'm kind of with you on that, by the way. In hockey, I, yeah, I'm still with you. I, when Russell Westbrook won last year and they were a playoff team, I was still – I know they're talking NBA all of a sudden. Uh, but I was still kind of disappointed with that over James Harden who had like a legendary season. So uh, in this case, I think Taylor Hall, if he keeps up this pace, it's undeniably he would deserve it, right? I can't – who else Who else is even in the running at that? In, if that's the case? I mean, I, I don't think you can rule out Kucherov. Kucherov yeah, Kucherov is a good one. <laughs> Sorry. I'd be trying try to be a lot of talk to similar to Hall. Yeah, I don't know if the Avalanche is going to make the playoffs, though. I think that's going to hurt them. I just, I just don't. Also, I just don't think Hall's going to have really the accumulated stats that say Kucherov will. Like, I don't. He might not get to ninety, and Kucherov could easily be over hundred at this point. Yeah, he'll definitely be over. I don't 100. know. I feel like that'll play into it. They usually just give it to the guy who has the most points. At yeah. The end of the day, especially if he gets over hundred, and I don't see Hall making that unless he gets like real close, like 95 or something like that. And, and Kucherov's not too far ahead, but 
I feel like they weigh the hats, the the stats a little too heavily. So like, yeah, I can see that. We're still kind of getting into that next level hockey analysis writer deal that baseball kind of got into a couple of years ago. I just I think the thing going for Hall is if you take Hall off the Devils, I have no idea what that team would look like. Oh, Whereas it would, if you like, take, it would look like last year's team. When he yeah, and Hall, if, it was just absolutely terrible. If you take Kucherov off the Lightning, sure, it's going to hurt, but that team is still extremely talented. That team is really good. It's still a playoff team like without Nikita Kucherov. Stamkos last year. So, yeah, say it again. You know, they almost made the playoffs last year without Stamkos. He said able to survive. Oh yeah. yeah. So, yeah. so I, I mean, it's just as important that Vasilevsky is playing out of his mind in Tampa Bay than Kucherov is lighting the lamp every other night. So Jeffy, I'm going to ask you. Uh, out of 10, I know we started touched on this already, but how surprised are you that you guys are kind of going for it and you became buyers? Um, I would probably about say about a seven, seven and a half. I'm just, I'm just as surprised. When I read Devils, I was like, what? There's so many other teams that are, I think, are cut viable. And I'm not shitting on the Devils here, even though I'd love to. Um, you guys have been good this year, but I don't think you guys have a shot at the cup at all. I don't think you sniff it. No, I mean, I, I would be... Even if we had a first-round exit, I would be ecstatic with the season that we have. Um, at this point, I think if we miss the playoffs, it's a little bit of a disappointment, considering the position that we were in and are still in right now. Um, but it's it's just I guess I guess the Botnan trade also kind of signaled the direction that the front office was trying to go. Um, that was a little bit of an aggressive move to give up a fan favorite like Henrik to shore up where we're a little weak on the defense. He had an amazing game tonight, by the way. I'm so happy that we have him. Um, but yeah, I, I, and I think the thing with Shiro is he just, he gets the team better with every trade, you know, even, even though we may have given up more than we wanted to, or more than I wanted to, um, for Grabner, the team is definitively better right now than it was half an hour ago. Um, so I can't really argue with the direction that we're taking it. Um, it is kind of like found money this year, but they're trying to, you know, cash in as, as much as they can on that. Um, and I, I could not be happier with the way the team is going. Yeah, Jeff, just to add on to that point, I'll, I'll go one step further. I think this is the perfect kind of move for the Devils because while sort of like what Ryan said, it, no one's expect, exactly expecting Michael Grabner to be the missing piece. But I think people underrate how important it is for young teams like the Devils just to get a taste of what it's going to take to go on a playoff run. The lead up to the postseason, the crunch time you have to play at the end of the regular season – and even the, even if your playoff experience only lasts four games, those are four important games under the belt of guys like Butcher and Heischer that they wouldn't have otherwise. And like you said, Grabner's been there before, battle-tested veteran. He's not just going to help this team this year. He's going to – I don't want to say teach, but he's going to give those guys a better understanding of what it takes to not just get to the playoffs, but how to perform and perform effectively once you get there. Yeah, and I think that's something that Brian Boyle has added to the team this year, too, is, you know, somebody with that experience. And, you know, you mentioned Heischer, uh, Heischer and Butcher, but Taylor Hall still hasn't played a playoff game either. It's his seventh year in the league. You know what? This you know, is important to him, too. He, he said this week to the media, he said, this is the most exciting hockey I've played in February since I've been in juniors. Like, he's thrown a lot of shade at Edmonton, but he really wants this more than ever. And it feels first like off. He should throw a lot of shade at Edmonton. Like, they're what are they fucking doing? I I really. Uh, I'm just happy he's past the point of like following them too much and checking their scores and 
being pissed off that they made the oh, playoffs. Oh, he's got. What are you talking about? Him. That dude has an alert on his phone for when Edmonton loses. He, he definitely he, he does. Said, he said he stopped it. He but, lied you know. to you, Jeff. And he said it to my face, too. Was, oh, he did? Really you, were, you guys were hanging out in the bubble yeah. bath? And yeah, he was like, no, nah, I'm not checking anymore. <laughs> yeah, you know, typical Wednesday night. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, I, I, Greg, I have to disagree with you like just a little bit there. I think in a, in a segment like that, I'm not sure how much value that would add to the players. And maybe I've always felt that way. Um, I think even in other sports when people are like, you know, we're adding these players so we can get our young guys, like, the reps in, in a serious playoff situation – I think it does help, but I think the extent is is not as far as you would probably take it. I don't know. I think that's a personal thing. I think if players want to get to the playoffs and that's their goal, I think it's a kind of spit in the face of managed to be like, I didn't expect you guys to be this good and I'm not going to help you get over the edge. I think a move like this not only signals to the roster, Ray Sherrill's telling the team, hey, I think you guys have the talent not only to get to the playoffs, but to make some noise once you get there. And I just... You can you can have all the success in the world that you want in the AHL, lower levels of uh, prospect hockey, Russia, all those places. All the success in the world in those leagues doesn't mean anything until you get to the NHL. And it's a completely different beast trying to do it in the NHL. And fair being fair, if Corey Schneider gets healthy, dollar for donuts, that guy can go against any goaltender in the East. If he gets hot in a playoff series, all the Devils need to do is score three goals a game. And Michael Grant is going to help them do that. I would say two. And yeah. Well, that third goal will be an empty netter. So I think that's fair. I, I would agree with that. And, it, you know, the and weird to your th- point of what it would add, like I think it, in general it just adds a, a sense of more confidence when you're out on the ice. Just knowing that you have a guy that, you know, is consistently going to have speed, is consistently going to be there, and, you know, knows how to do it at a high level um, and at an important time. So it just makes everybody on, on the ice a little bit more comfortable um, to just put somebody like that into the lineup. Yeah, and it takes minutes away from Jimmy Hayes, so you can't be angry about that. He uh, in the first period today, he was what I would describe as surprisingly competent, and then that went right out the window in the second period. <laughs> what are you gonna do, uh, Ryan? For you or for us, I should say, the Nick Holden experience as a New York Ranger could not have asked for more. You All mean, props to that guy. Uh, yeah, Nick Holden. That was cool. That was our last podcast. The Michael, oh, Gra- the, 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 Mike, the Michael Grabner experience was a great Michael experience, experience. Fuck Nick Holden. Michael Grabner experience is perfect. <laughs> yeah, I was like, okay, Greg, I don't know what you're talking about. but Yeah, no, Matt Grabner. Could not have, could not have really? asked for oh, contract. Yeah, Michael Grabner was, uh, for what he was and for what he signed for, a wonderful contract and a great Ranger. And he might be back. He really might be. I I'm, I'm okay with him not coming back. And that's strictly out of the – some team is going to give him three to four years, and I just have no interest in that. Yep, I get it. All right, man. Uh, anything else we want to talk touch on this before we, we get out of here? Uh, I just, again, 19-year-old defenseman from Russia. I'm not here to pass any serious judgment on him. There are prospect people I know and trust and have been more right than I will ever be when it comes to prospects that say this is a good deal for the Rangers. Uh, Jeff saying that Devils fans aren't enamored with the package they give up. Makes me happy, or at least uh, I would say feeds my confirmation bias a little bit, if, if I'm being honest. And, uh, yeah, no, this was this was step two. I, I think the Rangers are going about this right. I think moving Grabner before moving Nash was the right move to do because now it's just one less forward on the market. It helps feed who they think is going to be worth more to them in trade anyway. 
Um, and it, it, it takes another team out of the running. I'll be interested to see where Nash goes, what the Rangers get for Nash. And uh, I got no complaints. Jeff, enjoy him. Grabner, Grabner's all the fun in the world. He's a good Twitter follow. And a he's great, add- a good is so underrated there. A great Twitter most, follow. Most tweets on the team from, <laughs> from a little trivia tip that I heard. Yeah. Oh, by um, he's uh he he's just he's speed unleashed and you're gonna get frustrated by the fact that every now and then his hands turn to stone but he's gonna be great on the pk he's gonna score you some goals he's gonna provide some fun hacking and That's any of you I'm, out there I'm that are mad that we traded with the practice. devils come on man it's fine we got a second round pick and a defensive yeah, people people were upset that the range traded with the devils who gives a shit go get the best package out there i don't even care if it comes we're from- not competing with each other this season yeah Guys, we're tanking. Did you? Did anyone watch the Montreal game? Why? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I do love. I will say we're going to talk more about this on Monday. But Gorgachev, that guy, he's fun. I just like saying the name Gorgachev. Uh, Jeff, thanks so much for coming on, man. This has been. An I just have one more thing to say. Oh yeah, bud, go on. I will say so. I think you guys got more than you expected for Holden. Mm-hmm. You got more than you expected for Grabner. I think you guys are going to fucking cash in on Nash whenever he does. That- I'll, I'll, I'll piggyback off that. The fact that the Rangers have done so well in these first two trades actually makes me a little nervous that I'm now going to expect too much for Nash. Like if the, the Rangers market, get, the if the Rangers don't really get a top bad. prospect in a first round pick, I feel like I'm going to be disappointed. I think that's pretty much guaranteed now. No. I hope so. And my, my worst nightmare is that I go to bed in like 15 minutes and Nash gets traded. That's why. Right. First a prospect and a player. Oh yeah, it, I if the Rangers don't get a first round pick for Nash, uh, they fucked up. That but, but at the same time they fucked up because they've set the market themselves, and they weren't able to live up to the market that they set for themselves. I think you're gonna do just fine. I think we I think we will as well. And I think we'll find out very soon after this podcast is posted. I think Nash probably uh, gets traded by midday Friday. Yeah, that I could believe. I I don't think I don't think Nash. Nash didn't play tonight. Nash ain't playing tomorrow. And, uh, yeah, I, I think I, we're going to – at least one more trade for the Rangers. I'm still praying to God that Dayarnay is gone just for a low-round pick. I think it's two more. I still think Ryan McDonough gets moved. Yeah, but, I can but, see it. But we'll talk about that when that comes. Thank you. Awesome. For, thank you for tuning in to a late night recording of Blue Shirts Breakaway. Of course, late night for us is the 11, 12 p.m. And Jeff, always a pleasure speaking to you. And a good Thanks luck with me, guys. good luck with Mr. Grabner. And we'll, we'll take be care of him. We'll be back, uh, possibly on an emergency basis for any other Ranger trades, for instant analysis and reaction on the Blue Shirts Breakaway. And then on Monday, we'll be doing uh, the full trade breakdown, where you'll hear a lot of the same takes again. You'll be like, "Wow, I heard this, but I still like these guys somehow." Incredible. All right, Greg, Jeff, we're out of here. Bye-bye. See you guys later. See ya.